UFC Vegas um, 16 had some crazy KOs and fights. I mean, between Jordan Levitt slam uh, and Marvin Vittori really making a statement. That was some crazy stuff that we just witnessed on Saturday. And then also going to what Dana White's been talking about. 60 members of the roster about to get cut. Already seen Yoel Romero and Rachel Ostovich gone. Who is going to be next out of those? Um, let's talk Anthony Rumble Johnson. His return to the Octagon is approaching. The UFC 256, our last pay-per-view of the year, is right, uh, uh, right here and is about to go down. But ladies and gentlemen, this is 4th and Long Radio. I am your host, Ross Allen, joined by UFC correspondent Blake Campbell. And Blake, you ready to get into some things? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. So as I said, first off, UFC Vegas 16. Let's talk about the first fight on the main court. Jordan Levitt, with a tw- 22 seconds in the fight, picks up his opponent, carries him to his corner, and then slams him and knocks him out cold. Man, that was a great way to start the main card, if I do say so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew just from watching. I didn't, I didn't know anything about Jordan Levitt until mm-hmm. you know we watched him fight. But man, watching those the the previews of the fighters, you know, building up to it, and they did they had like a little interview with him. That guy looks insane. Like, no offense to the dude, I'm sure he's the nicest person in the world. But <laughs> oh my goodness, I got this bone chilling like psycho vibe from him which is cool i mean that's got to be great in the fight game hey it's no insult but that dude that was a crazy crazy move of course i mean um jordan he was a dana contender series fighter um we just put an article up uh of this up on the website um dana white contender series guy about a couple months ago then he makes his uc debut on saturday and he wins in that sort of fashion that is one hell of a way to debut, if I say so myself. Um, but the real main thing that we have to focus on from this card was... Is the celebration that he did? You're not even going to mention that? Come oh, on, I'm bro. sorry. The dirty dancing celebration. Okay. That was kind of sus. What? <laughs> it was sus? Because he was the girl, dude. That was weird. <laughs> he was the He did like the guy. full splits. I thought he was going to start doing the WAP dance. Hey, I was just more impressed that he could even do uh, that little jump. That that uh, No, hey, credit to dude, though. I mean, that's a hell of a freaking debut for anyone. I mean, you go in there, you take – I don't think he took any damage. No. I don't think he got absorbed a strike at all, if I'm off the top of my head. No. And, um, I mean, he definitely hurt the dude, but he didn't, you know, demolish a guy. So, I feel like everyone kind of won in that one. Dude got an easy paycheck, and the guy he beat up got a, you know – Hurtful, but easy paycheck as well. This was quick. Uh, some quick and easy brain damage. Nothing too bad. Uh, but was wasn't quick was our main event of the evening. We had Marvin Vittori stepping up, trying to make a statement against Jack Hermanson. Uh, j- just real quick, though. Hermanson, I said this on Twitter. You follow us at 4th Long Radio. I gave him a lot of credit for going through three different opponents in the span of a week. That's a really tough thing mentally to do, and I, I just kind of want to applaud him for that. That's He could have easily turned down one of these fights, but dude's a champ. Yeah, no, credit to him for even sticking sticking with the, uh, with the originally scheduled bout. I mean, this is ridiculous that he has to go through three different opponents. I think it went... Uh, a, who was it? Was Till first, right? It went yep. from Till, Till to, Holland, to Holland and then to uh, Vittori, the Italian dream. 
So credit to him for for sticking with it. I'm sure the UFC appreciates him a ton, and they're not going to forget that. I mean, you got to you got to keep in mind this is a two way street. If you scratch their back, I'm sure they're going to help you out at some point in return. It's just the performances have to add up. Unfortunately for this night, on this specific instance, the performance didn't match with the I guess sacrifice he kind of had to go through, and uh, the weird route that kind of took him to this bout. Vittori, on the other hand, is kind of the wolf just waiting right at the bottom of the hill, mm-hmm. waiting for the for the chance for, you know, the the uh, the wolf at the top to slip. And he sees it, grabs that moment, and takes it. Now he enters into the top five after such an incredible performance. I mean, that fight, that fight was probably one of my favorite fights of the year. I'm not saying that it was a fight of the year, fire a uh, fight of the year, but it mm-hmm. was it was definitely one of the more entertaining, uh, back and forth, just barn burner fights of the year i mean we had a knockdown in the first round almost back and forth five punches away from finishing him really i mean i i was really surprised he he kind of went for the choke there i thought he was gonna just keep you know ground and pounding he wants to submit the the submission specialist i guess (laughs) that would have been a hell of a statement but either way it was still a hell of a statement um five rounds man just beats him up i mean hermanson had a, a good round in there probably that second round for most people um and then his second and third was good a lot of people were we were hearing for the commentary too they were expecting marvin to kind of tire out around the right. third round and it looked like he actually was but then he got a second win the fourth and fifth and just kept the pressure up and i mean he hermansen came away with um six month medical suspension he had some mm-hmm. broken broke his face and, and victoria man he had not much to lose, everything to gain, and he right. might be one fight away from that rematch with Israel Adesanya. And remember, um, one of Izzy's first fights in the UFC in 2018, Marvin Vittori took him to a split decision. So, I mean, of course, it's two different fighters at this point, but he was able to push him then. Who knows what we can see now? Well, I think the thing is, um, Vittori in my opinion, has only gotten better since then. Mm-hmm. He's consistently had these, you know, decision uh, wins. I think he just recently got one of his first, if not his first uh, finish in the UFC with his uh, previous bout before this one, mm-hmm. uh, I believe by submission. So, you know, we're looking for more steps up in in terms of his performances. And I think this was the perfect showcase for him. I mean, he didn't get the finish. Finishes are probably always going to be more impressive because, you know, you're literally taking a guy out. But I almost have to disagree with that because in this sense, everyone was counting him out. They said if it goes past, you know, three rounds, it's Hermanson's fight to lose. And so for him to go in there, almost get him out in the first round, Still beat him in the second round, in my opinion, and pretty much all the judges' opinions. Third round, he starts to fade a little bit, but you could tell. I mean, that's when we found out his heart. He goes mm-hmm. back to the stool. He sits on the stool, and he tells his coaches, I'm, I'll am i be back. I'm ready. I, you know, I need to take that round off a little bit. He didn't specifically say that, but that's how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I already won the first two rounds. This third round, let me survive. Let me get out there. Let me take as less damage as the least amount of damage as possible and conserve my energy so I can get ready for these last two sprints. And that's exactly what he did. He came out there in the fourth round and he freaking dominated. He did not let Hermanson push him back and use his range and, you know, sit behind that jab. He, I mean, he was just incredible that night. I, yeah. I, I really can't pick on anything that he did, you know, wrong. See, and, and now the thing, uh, of course, after the fight, 
he did call out Paul Acosta. And to me, Blake, I think that's the perfect fight to make right now. It's, if you're uh, Vittori or if you're Costa himself. Vittori, I mean, if you want to get your title fight, you want to get your title opportunity, who do you fight? You fight the guy that just had his chance at the champion. You beat him, that almost guarantees you uh, uh, your next fight being for the belt. Um, I mean, let's not get into what the hell is even going on with the middle with the middleweight belt at this point. You know, with Jan Blahovich possibly, who really knows at this point. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about this call out? What is next for Martin <clears throat> Vittori? I love the call out in the moment, but I actually think he went back and and uh, and took that back in in his post fight interview backstage, not just the one or uh, excuse me the like the press conference. I think he was high emotions backstage said what he had to say and then he collected his thoughts went to the press conference and i i, I want to say he might have switched his opinion to maybe whitaker or something like that even Whitaker which, would be great which is probably a better choice for him i mean honestly i mean costa I, well actually they both got smoked mm-hmm. costa and whitaker both got smoked at least whitaker had a bit of an excuse for being out for so long but right Co- I mean, Costa, he Costa. was talking all that crap and then goes out there and gets destroyed. So that's right. that's definitely not a good look. You're right. Um, but I mean, in terms of the call out, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was whenever someone goes up there and they don't call someone out, I get pissed because, I mean, that's your moment. That's how you build up a fight. That's how Come you on, cut you, a promo. You got to do something, man. Like, you're in the fighting business. You're not here to make friends. I'm sorry. When you're at the top, dude, you've got to make yourself interesting. Sean, Sean O'Malley. Gotta go back to my boy. <laughs> knows how to make it interesting. He Someone gets people be pissed off. In a few months too. Yes, sir. He gets people pissed off. He gets people drawn to the card. You know, to his fight. Mm-hmm. They want to see him either lose or they want to see him win. And uh, kind of getting off to- off topic here, but 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 Vittori, I mean, that's what you got to do as a fighter. When the chance is there, you call out the guys that are above you, if possible, that are going to get you the best paydays and the best looks at the next fight, right? Mm-hmm. So Cost Costa is is great. He's probably what number two. I want to say number two. He's still I don't number, know the, um, yeah. Yep, he's number two. Still so number Whitaker's two. one. So Darren I mean, Canary, Albert Henry, Darren Till's um, said that he might be going to welterweight. Yeah, if I were Vittori, I'd be campaigning for a Whitaker or Costa bout. But the only hiccup is they might be fighting each other. Yeah. And in I, that case, he's kind of screwed because what you just said for the winner. He just you just said Darren Till might be going to welterweight. Yeah. And wow, that sucks. So number four is out. Jared Cannonier injured right now. Yeah. I think he's out for so at least a couple something. more months. So he needs one of these fights. Uh, Whitaker might be taking some time off. So you uh, have to go um, all the way down to number seven, Derek Brunson. Hey, and, and to that, be the next. And then or, it's it's not worth it at that point. But then no. on the other hand, with Hermanson, what's next for Hermanson is why I really like. So this fighter. Uriah Hall is having his rematch with Chris Weidman at UFC 258. Uriah Hall, of course, just came out that uh, TKO victory over Anderson Silva in his last fight. And that is who Hermanson should be fighting next. He already has a six-month suspension anyway, so he's going to be out until about June of next year. Um, UFC 258 is going to be in February. The timing sets up nicely, especially assuming Uriah Hall handles business against Chris, Chris Weidman, which he should I really like this as a fight. You're just, you love your eye hall. I don't get it. Dude, I like your eye hall. Well, it's also Chris Weidman, dude. He should, he should be able to beat Chris Weidman. You'd be surprised, man. Weidman was a champion for a reason. Good point. 
like years ago though what do you think though What's there's, there's a reason answer? uriah hall has never been a champion you know <laughs> so, busy. he has been no UFC not trying time. to talk crap but i mean weidman i i actually like weidman in that fight more than i like hall yeah because i mean weidman is a specialist at what he you know, it, when he chooses to use his wrestling combined with his striking on the ground and just overall decent boxing with using his range like he did in his last fight a little bit mm-hmm. he's a good guy he's still a, he's still a, the only thing that i really get scared about is if he takes that huge punch that's mm. the only thing that really gets me worried with chris and i don't with 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 hall i'm not really too sure he's going to be able to get that chance to to uh to tee off on weidman because i think weidman's going to have a good game plan and probably be you know more pressure based and and pin him against the fence and take him to the ground i would hope but mm. I don't know. Uriah Hall versus Hermanson. Mm, I'm kind of cool off that. That's fair. Who do you think then? Who do you think? Who's next for Hermanson? I would think more of a like, like a Derek. I like a Brunson fight with like with uh, Hermanson. I think that'd be nice because in Brunson, he's kind of he's trying to get back up there too. You know, he's another guy that's fought out of Sonya and wants mm-hmm. a second chance at him. That would almost be. Has Vittori fought Brunson yet? don't know that would almost be a decent fight in the meantime just because they both have fought adesanya they have the you know common opponent they both lost to even though it was really close with vittori that you know i take it back that kind of would almost be a decent fight but (laughs) he has not not so hey that that could be on the page, but we'll see where we go from there. All I know is UFC 2 um, Vegas 16, excuse me, was a all-around solid card, uh, especially for just being on free TV on ESPN 2. Great stuff there. But, of course, uh, what we said, Yoel Romero cut last week. 60 cuts upcoming per Dana White. Chris Otovich uh, um, was the one to be cut most recently. And then the thing with Yoel Romero, though, uh, obviously he didn't have the best record, you know, losing a few fights in the row, championship fights, but uh, losing fights nonetheless. Was he deserving of this cut? Uh, I think so. I just, I just think they're at the end of the road with him. I'm not, and I'm not saying he doesn't have good fights left. Mm-hmm. I just think it's mutually beneficial at this point. I mean, if Definitely. he does only have a few good fights left, let him go somewhere else, fight for a belt somewhere else, and probably get more money somewhere else. Because in the UFC – his fights, you know, anytime you put him up in a really, you know, crazy fight, he kind of gets gun shy mm-hmm. besides the, uh, besides the Whitaker fight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I was kind of okay with the, with the cut, to be honest. I'm almost, I'm almost intrigued to see where he goes next. Like if it's Bellator, he can fight with Saucy, he can fight Lima. There's a few good matchups. Well, see, the there problem there, Blake, is that apparently Bellator, according to MMA Fighting and a couple other places, uh, MMA Junkie, uh, Bellator and PFL are reportedly out on the Yoel Romero uh, deal. But that doesn't matter because that's not where I want to see him go anyway. I want to see, you want to see him go to one. No, no, <laughs> not even, not even like, I want to see Bare knuckle. Yes. 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 Give me Yoel oh. Romero and bare knuckle. That would be so scary if he actually freaking Give me this freak specimen that could take a spinning kick, a shin right to the head, and not even have his neck move. Give me that in bare knuckle fighting, okay? Because he will run through everyone in a heartbeat. And I am a sick man for wishing this. 
but I want to see that. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, I wonder if it's just, are they not interested? Or is he asking for too much money? Like, do they think he's asking for too much? Man, um, all I've seen so far is is that, um, that some reporters have just been um, told, uh, um, or Ariel Hawani has just been told, um, from by Bellator, um, and, and then PFL is not interested as well. Um, I mean, there's reason one KSW, um, and, and then there's no kind of reason why, but they're reportedly out on on the deal. Man, that's it so doesn't strange. matter because Jimmy, Barry Knuckle Blake, and then we'll be happy, right? That's just so weird that he has no options. I would think that someone would be willing to take a chance on him. We'll see, though. I mean, it's not like he's not going to get a chance. If yeah. he still wants to fight, he'll be able to find somewhere to fight. Rachel Osevich, on the other hand, might be having a tougher time trying to find where to go. Maybe she's better for Bellator. Maybe yeah, maybe go back. Send her to has, she even, has she even been to Invicta yet? I don't know. Yeah, she uh, she's. I don't think she's uh, she's she's belongs on the big stage. I mean, well, at least three, not three at least not losses. the UFC big stage. Three straight losses is tough. Uh, it's not necessarily she's a bad fighter but she just needs to go regroup somewhere else she's and, not a good fighter <laughs> he's not i'll tell you that yeah uh, and, and then the thing is though you get beat by Paige van zandt you're not very good mm. <laughs> like, that's the that's on the poster for why she got cut the problem is though that with this there we have 60 people that's quite the 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 roster do do you expect like another big name like Joel romero to be cut with this another big name of Yoel Romero. I mean, that's a top five mm-hmm. in a division. It would have to be a guy that's old. Um, it would have to be a guy that's kind of like, Tom like Woodley. He's getting cut. Woodley could be there. I mean, a guy like <sighs> Chris Weidman might, be, well, no, this is all going to happen this month. So Weidman still has some time. Um, I feel like cuts almost a little disrespectful though. So yeah. it's gotta be someone they're that be... Dana White's okay with severing ties with. They're... So it's not like it's going to be Donald Cerrone or something like that. I really you know, hope Walt Harris doesn't get cut. I don't think he would. Cause he's, cause that's, that's a weak division. Yeah. Ooh, you know, heavy, boy. heavyweights, very top heavy. Mm-hmm. So they, they need guys that are kind of fillers in there for Woodley. Like the Woodley's a guy that really to seven range. out to me. He he's he has nothing left to do in the UFC. Uh, he's uh, nothing doing. I don't know. I don't. I mean, is he he's, really a needle mover too? I think he could be one fight away from being cut mm. because I think he. You really you could give him one more fight and say, hey, here's this guy that's not in the top five. Let's see what you got. Let's see if you're still gun shy. And if he is, then boom. I think I think you get rid of him. I still and, want to see Tyron Woodley against Neil Magny. Did he say when the cuts were all December? Gonna be? It's going to happen soon. It's going to be by the end of December, yeah. you said? He said by okay. the end of the year. Because I was going to say, I wonder if it's going to be like a trickle where it's going to come in every now and then, like just based off recent performances. or the way, like The way Dan White's been talking in his pressers, it's going to be this month. So. I think it's fine, though. I mean, I you, you got to do what you got to do to save money here and there. As a yeah. business, I'm sure they've taken they've probably taken a loss this year. And there's probably going to be people that deserve to get mutually, have their ways parted. To say that in the nice way, it's just kind of like a clean. It's kind of like a cleaning up. Yeah, spring it, cleaning before year, the spring. New me, man. New year, new me. New year, new UFC. Uh, but speaking of someone that isn't new, though, Blake, 
Anthony Rumble Johnson. He's going to be making his return to 20, uh, uh, to the UFC Octagon 2021. Uh, he's been getting ready for this. There's been people talking about this. Mm-hmm. And he's returning to the light heavyweight division. And so, can we expect him to see a top 15 opponent in his first fight back to the promotion? Or is he going to have to start a little bit lower than that? A top 15, absolutely. Does That's not a even chance? a question. Does he have a chance against a top 15er? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Who do you think then? Who do you think? Talk, talk me through this. Who, who do you think you should fight? Uh, uh, right, right anyone, the man. Anyone. I would like to see him fight anyone on that top fifteen. Can we see? Seriously, him I don't. I don't know if I've seen him fight. Has he fought anyone on this top fifteen? Hey Blake. Maybe Teixeira. I would like to see him against Ryan Span. Really, that's came out of left field. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I was right? going. I was <laughs> the guy that just beat up. Uh, the guy that just beat up um, OSP, I think that would be a fun one. Oh, he just made his crack into the top 15 with uh, Jamal Hill. That Jamal was a Hill. great scrap. Talk about – we didn't even mention that. I mean, that was a, oh, yeah. that was a fight that really caught me off guard. I really? was totally counting him off, to, totally counting that guy out because I just thought OSP was – the guy, I think his record was 6-0. and oh. I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's just – He really, came in as a favorite, OSP – did miss weight for the first time in his 22 uh, fight career with the UFC. And so I it looked like a bad weight cut too. So I was kind mm. of worried about OSP at the same time. Yeah, I wasn't really up to date on that card. So, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really following anything going into it. So I probably would have known a little more going into that if I seen that. But man, either way, Jamal Hill, the, the way that he took him out was just really impressive. Uh, that would be a fun one. I'd want I want to see him go against a striker though. So I'd want to see mm-hmm. him go against a Jamal Hill, a Jim Crute. Um talk about a fun guy to watch Jim Crute. He could fight anyone right now. Johnny Walker would be fun to watch. Ooh. I think I think uh I think Johnson would spark Walker. I think Paul mm, nah, he's Johnson probably would. Man, you know who I can't Anthony wait Smith? to see fight? What if we got Anthony Smith in there against Pro Chaka? Oh my God, that'd be crazy! Give me Anthony Smith against uh, uh, against uh, Anthony Johnson, man. That's no, give me yeah. no. <laughs> I love Anthony Smith. Give me Prochaka, dude. That's not a good matchup. I mean, we... you read Prochaka versus Rumble Johnson, bro. Ooh. That would be psychopath. And I'm so excited about two big fires. Hopefully, coming back in 2021. One being Tiago Santos. That would be kind of cool too. Yeah, I don't know if that's a little too obvious. Either it's a problem, but I mean, dude, who from Johnson? Yeah, I mean, first Rumble fight jo- back, dude. But I mean, the skills never leave. I think he's always gonna be that same fighter. You know, he's got that dog in him. The only person that could beat him really was Cormier. I want to say, yeah, and I, that's because Cormier he was just only had no losses. answer for the wrestle. Yeah, I mean, the only two losses uh, uh, when he was with the UFC was Cormier, and so. That was the one puzzle he couldn't he couldn't solve, and uh, man, we never got to see that Jones fight. Sorry, that would have been he, interesting. He lost a number more. I mean, uh, with Clemente Burns, uh, uh, Kevin Burns, and Josh Koscheck, uh, Peter Belfort. That doesn't count though, because but that was at a different that was in a different division though. Diff- I think different era, different division. But um, but his in light heavyweight is really only Dan Cormier that has number. So I'm looking forward to him him coming back. Can't wait for Nick Diaz to come back as well. Is he really coming back? 
His manager said he's there is a 99.99% chance he's fighting in 2021. Okay, cool. So it gives me a little bit of hope. A little, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but let's get on to the UFC 256, Blake, because this is one hell of a card to cap the year's worth of pay-per-views. Yeah. And we're going to get things started. Um, the first fight of the night is going to be Chase Hooper. Surprising. Right? I'm surprised he kind of dropped that low. but he Yeah, they put him on the freaking uh, early prelims. First fight. Kind That's of messed wild. up. But, I mean, he, he loses one fight uh, uh, um, back in June against Alex Caceres. Yeah. Um, but now he's fighting Peter Barrett. Uh, and, and the really key thing to go, uh, watch with this fight is, has his stand-up improved? And if he's been right. spending all this time with Ben Askren on Ben Askren's forum, which has been very funny so far. I've loved every single one of their interactions. Uh, probably one of the best things outside of the octagon that the UFC does right now. But, I mean, I don't know if Ben Askren's the guy to hang out with if you're looking for striking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not going to have a direct influence on his striking, no. I don't think. But no. I definitely believe that Ben Askren would have the connections to get him in contact with the right people that would have an, a you know a good influence on his striking. Hope guy to have his dad with ben Askren, man that's perfect yeah so i mean and and he's probably learning some stuff from ben Askren with uh you know wrestling and mm-hmm. more offensive wrestling and, and takedowns so he can use his jiu-jitsu in a more offensive manner from this from the get-go rather than it just being kind of a last resort uh pull guard on someone that you know is on top of me or something like that or is going to take me down. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, I think it's good for him. This Peter Barrett guy, you can tell this is kind of like a, where are you at type of fight? Mm-hmm. I believe no offense to the guy, but UFC's putting him on the early prelims, giving him a guy that he, you know, let's be honest. He should, he should beat uh, with the pedigree that we, you know, everyone has come to believe that he possesses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very, very intrigued in seeing does he have a couple more tricks up his sleeve does he have you know a sharper jab does he have something that he's added to his game that's going to make it stand out and be you know less one-dimensional because that's really against Caceres man he was you know he has heart you'll give you can give him that he has heart that's one thing you cannot teach that kid is a fighter so that's why I'm believing in him and uh I think that I think that he definitely is going to show us some things this this weekend and now uh, the next one I want to talk about, uh, I mean, have to go over a few because we've had about five of them get canceled because of COVID. But the next one I want to talk about is going to be a uh, fight between a couple of the um, women's top 15 fighters in the strawweight division between 11 McKenzie Dern and number 13, Verna Janderoba. Of course, Verna did make her um, UFC debut uh, back in 2019, She or I'm um, sorry, uh, back in, yes, 2019. Um, early year, lots of Carlos Barza later that year. 2019. Yeah, she win against Mally Martin. Uh, most recently, we had in August she had her win against Felice Herrick, uh, when she won by a pretty nasty armbar early in the first round. Um, and then Mackenzie Dern herself, um, she's on the two fight win streak right now. Um, two fights in 2020, two wins in 2020. Uh, fought Hannah and then uh, Randa Marcos, uh, uh, winning one by knee bar, one by arm bar. So I am heavily expecting a very nice jujitsu bout um, in my UFC uh, pay per view. That's the fight I was thinking of before we started recording. Was the Carlos Sparza fight? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I couldn't because I was like, "There's no way that was her first fight in the UFC." Yeah, she looks scary. She, I mean, <laughs> she just looks like a freak. I mean, it's all the right. It's literally ways, man. two 
opposite ends of the spectrum, like Mackenzie Dern. Very nice. Yeah. Jandaroba. Sorry. Hey, but, but what are you what are we expecting out of this fight though? Are we expecting some uh I think it's a really all gonna be on the ground. I think it's a really bad matchup for Dern. Mm. I think I think Yandaroba uh she's shown me a little bit of something on the feet in, in her fights that I've that I remember seeing. Like against Herrig, she was solid. Um I just don't think I don't like Dern. I don't think Dern's a very good fighter. Mm. I I just really don't think she's that special. When she gets you on the ground, if you're subpar on the ground, yeah, she'll tap you out. But I mean, she's not tough. She's not got anything special in stand up. I mean, she just seems so one dimensional. That's fair. Um, I'm hoping for at least a decent showing. Uh, there's definitely a top 10 spot uh, on the line with this fight. And, and so it's going to be. Really important to see how that goes. If we actually get stand-up, I will be kind of shocked about this. Um, but the next fight on the prelims is going to be the return of Cub Swanson. He's back against uh, Daniel Pineda. Um, he last uh, Cub Swanson uh, last fought against Crone uh, Gracie uh, in October of last year. Uh, Pineda himself last fought in KO with Herbert Burns. Uh, earlier this year when Burns was on that fast track just because his brother Gilbert doing some great stuff. And, I mean, he still has his fight at UFC 258 against. It's been pushed off for so long now, it feels like. It, um, but he, he's finally gained um, his opportunity against Kamar Usman at UFC 258. And so what are you hoping from this fight? I'm expecting just kind of a slugfest with this one, personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for a really entertaining, fast-paced fight between these two. Cub Swanson's a guy that's not scared to throw down. Daniel Pineda, you know, as, as we've seen in his short time in the UFC so far, he is not afraid to throw down either. So, nope. um, yeah, I mean, well, actually, I think Pineda's been in the UFC before, but that's besides mm -hmm. the point. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting for I'm expecting fireworks for this. Mm -hmm. I really am. I think Cub Swanson. I don't think I could ever remember a fight that's really been boring with that guy and no. he's towards the twilight of his career so he's definitely looking for the paychecks and the uh the bonuses i would think so look out for this to be possibly fight of the night maybe we'll see mm -hmm. the next fight uh moving on into the main card itself we have a nice heavyweight matchup changing up the pace a little bit uh, we have number seven ranked junior dos santos uh against number 14 ranked several um game and JDS, man, he needs a win in the worst way possible. He's on three-fight losing streak right now um, with, I mean, it, to be fair, the three fights he's lost have been against absolute killers in Nganu, Blades, and Rosenstroik. So, obviously, his opponents have been fantastic. And, and then, um, Cyril, he's 6-0. Uh, he last fought... Uh, December 2019 against Tanner Bozer. Tanner Bozer, who has had a solid 2020 as well. And this is, I'm all, I think it could be a great fight because, I mean, if we're talking about those cuts that might be happening this year earlier in the show, could, <laughs> I mean, Dos Santos, he probably isn't, but you never know. Four losses in a row with cuts like this going on. Doesn't hurt to be careful, right? Yeah, I think that's 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 a hard one for me to see going down, though. I just think Junior Dos Santos has fought the best almost all the time, and he's still got an impressive record. The guys mm -hmm. that he's taken out recently are super impressive as well. I mean, finishing Derek Lewis. 
um, among, you know, uh, tied to Ivasa, some other impressive performances he's had pretty recently. Mm-hmm. It's just the ba- the last three fights, man. That's just the luck of the draw sometimes. That's a heavyweight. That's the top of the heavyweight division right there. Yeah. So <laughs> it just, it just kind of sucks it. And this is a, this is a fight to possibly get him back on track. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Gane is a guy that could not get a fight. So this is definitely a dude that you would not expect to drop yeah, out. Yeah, so what, uh, like four fights in a row canceled until he gets yep. this one. <laughs> so feel bad crossing, crossing our fingers for this guy. No COVID. Charm. <laughs> no COVID. No. Yeah, fifth time's a charm, right? Um, but man, this co-made event now, Blake. We get the return of El Kugoy. We get number three ranked Tony Ferguson against a really good fighter in number seven ranked Charles Oliveira. Of course, Oliveira is riding a seven fight win streak. Doesn't compare to the 12 fight win streak that Ferguson used to have. But nonetheless, still fantastic. Uh, His last win was over Kevin Lee back in March of this year. Ferguson, of course, um, a number of months ago had his worst outing ever where it wasn't necessarily him being bad. Of course, he cut weight twice in like two weeks, which probably isn't very healthy. Uh, right. But Justin Gaethje just went in, had a almost perfect fight. And now this is the opportunity for Tony Ferguson to prove to the world he's still a in, he was still an interim champion at one point, and he's still a force to be reckoned with in this lightweight division. And it's time for him to uh, make people remember how good he is, but... It's not going to be easy against Oliveira. No, not at all. I, this is a matchup that I'm surprised hasn't happened yet. I mean, I had already thought that these guys had fought. I mean, I thought there was no chance they hadn't fought yet with as active as they are, um, you know, and how much they compete so often. But it's going to be an interesting matchup. I don't know who I'm leaning towards because Oliveira is riding, you know, a lot of momentum right now. Mm-hmm. Just finishing, it seems like, everybody in his path. Whereas Ferguson, I mean, it was the same thing for him until his most recent fight, which now we're going to see how does Ferguson, you know, bounce back from the most brutal loss of his career by far. Uh, It's going to be really, really fun to watch is all I know, because both of these guys bring it both, you know, every time that they go out there. They're going for the knockout. There's there's nothing else. They're going going for the finish for sure. Not just a knockout because these guys can finish you anywhere, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I am, I am so excited for this. Unfortunately, might be a little more excited than the main event, but that's not knocking the main event. But the storyline is pretty cool, it's, though. It's a title of def- two title defenses within three weeks, and then he's going for his fourth title uh, uh, fight, going for his fourth title fight win this year. I mean, yeah, Fair two against Benavidez, one it, against it, um, Perez. Yeah. Alex Perez, right? Yeah. And, and then, then Brandon Moreno. Mm-hmm. Possibly. We'll see Brandon Moreno this weekend. Dude, the reason, uh, Figueroa, though, if he wins this fight, even if he doesn't, he still has a really good chance of winning it. But if he wins this fight, he will only be cementing himself as hands down 2020's fighter of the year. Yes. But it won't be easy uh, because Brandon Moreno, man, he's a killer in his own right. He, um, I mean, both of them had. Phenomenal performances um, back at UFC 255, um, both uh, getting some really big-time uh, victories. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, it was the prelims where Brandon Moreno won. He run, uh, won over Brandon Rove, um, uh, Royval, sorry, uh, in the Royval. first round. Thank you. Um, he, little T- KO, TKO in the first round. 
And that then, body work he was doing was vicious, man. Really good all around fight. That was the I think that was the was that the double uppercut that that we watched or was that was that a different fight I'm thinking of? It might have I been. remember someone clipped someone on the chin with an uppercut and then hit him right in this in the liver and ended the fight. I can't remember if that was the the fight ending sequence for that one or if I'm thinking of a different fight. Could have been though, but I mean Figueredo then he in the main event submission not even two minutes into the first round against Alex Perez a very formidable fighter and then an hour after that fight's over and maybe not even he they agree to, to fight Brandon Moreno they they agreed to fight at UFC 256 and that's kind of badass <laughs> I really have to give him a lot of props for that how often yeah. do you see something like that McGregor status you know Hamzat status right that's really the only times you get it. So he's he's stepping in there and in in uh, joining that elite category of uh, fighters that just save the day. So I mean, when you do that, you make you make Uncle Dana happy. Hey, that's why he got 50k from Dana. <laughs> I mean, he didn't officially get a performance bonus, but then he goes and gets a uh, bag full of money, <laughs> and that was it's kind of fun. I mean, first off, I kind of didn't like the VC, especially. Um, I, after rooting for a guy like Joseph Van this guy that probably really deserved a belt, but now he's supposed to be playing the bad guy, but I, I, I'm kind of a fan of him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, man. He's a really entertaining fighter himself, so it's hard to dislike a guy that brings it like he does and has that tenacity and that freaking just I don't know, man. That just like anger inside him almost you could tell mm. like he just wants to hurt people and I'm, that's that's something that you know you you the viewer the watcher you can see that i really think that you can you can feel a guy's energy just just by watching how mm. they how they fight and how they act you know leading up to the fight um and Fig, figueredo so far he's been magnificent so it, it's gonna be interesting man i can't wait to see this card this week and it, it's it's sneaky good it's every really good I mean, with all the stuff that's happened, great. But I mean, with this main event, though, like I really have to ask you, is that who is a short turnaround going to benefit the most? I think they're about even right now because mm -hmm. both their fights were really, really quick, mm -hmm. and Figueroa has yet to put on a lot of tape with his with his title fights. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Benavidez, he's finished them in. I think the first fight was two rounds, right? And the second fight was was the first round, so I mean all of his fights are going pretty freaking fast. So Moreno's, you know, he doesn't have much to work with there. And same thing with with Figueredo. I mean Moreno's getting guys out really quickly too. So mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be who um, who doesn't let their peak dwindle, you know, because these guys were already probably hopefully in, in peak performance condition. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be who can who can kind of maintain and stay at that level and be the most effective come fight night. So that's going to be that's going to be a big question. Man. I wonder if the, if the gas tank's going to come into play if the, if they don't get out, you know, early. Does Davison have does does he have the 5 round gas tank? Does I Moreno? No, if this fight makes it out of the first 3 rounds. If you're putting a right. two and a half over under on this and you had to bet, I'm taking the under on the two and a half personally. <laughs> I think it's gonna be two dudes that are just gonna. I hope it's a finish. Oh, I hope it is. I, I hope it's a finish in the first three. It has to be right. I mean, uh, why is he? These two dudes are just. It's best go... for the flyweight division, though, if Figueredo yeah. retains and finishes this guy, mm -hmm. and, and, and then we get of... the Cody Garbrandt fight. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, but especially in the flyweight division, you want to build stars. Figueredo's well on that path, especially the 21 fighter. They're yeah. trying to build. You will never be able to repeat him, but they're trying to get something of a Demetrius Johnson. That guy's going to have like that. That's going to have a hundred title defenses in a row. Uh, something like that. A, a guy that's going to be able to throw someone up and in mid air it switch to an arm bar. Something like that. But except having. I mean, while Davison, very technical, very solid all-around fighter. Uh, I don't know from Demetrius, we saw someone like Davison that is going to turn a guy like Joseph Benavides into a bloody pulp and choke him unconscious and swimming in a pool of blood. That, that's what it was. If you saw the picture, his eyes rolled to the back of his head. It was one of the... Yeah, no, that was a gnarly fight to watch. That finishing sequence was gnarly. But, hey, man, oh, I'm so excited for this fight. He still got and Megan, though, so he's good. That's, that's why exactly. he's got he's got the unofficial belt hey that's a huge win in my book but i mean going off this oh man the, the next few weeks going to be great i can't wait to talk a little more about this uh uh hopefully next week because i mean that fight night thompson and neil i mean there's no no uh hamza anymore but we still get wonder boy thompson jeff neil that's a phenomenal script Aldo cheeto vera so it's confirmed right hamza versus jeff neil no uh stephen thompson and jeff neil uh, that whole okay. fight just got scrapped and got pushed back until next year. Hamza was supposed to be fighting Leon Hall. Yeah, that they all got pushed. But, I mean, Marlon Moraes, Rob Font, Marcin Tabura, Greg Hardy. And then, um, man, dude, it's... And then, Damn, we, I want to see Hamza fight, man. What the hell? I Get know, right? It's, card, it's bro. stupid COVID. But, I mean, even, uh, uh, even um, what's it called? The, the uh, prelims of this uh, card, we get Twitter champion... Bilal Muhammad against Diego Lima, which is going to be a great scrap. This is next weekend you're talking this about, right? next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, who's also, he fighting again? Uh, he's fighting Diego Lima. Oh. And nice. Also, another late division or addition to this is supposed to be a guy that we just had on as a part of our last few streams of UFC interviews. Alex Morono. Uh, he will be taking on Anthony Showtime Pettis. Anthony Pettis is a guy that might be on the, the cuss again cut too, especially how this fight goes. He so. could be, yeah. That's a guy. That is a guy that I would say, if he didn't have um, a fight scheduled right now, that I would say he's on the watch list. Anthony Pettis could be getting cut by Alex Morano. Uh, we've had a great list of inter uh, interviews recently. We've had guys like Guitar Hero, Justin Janes. I mean, go back a while. We had Josh Emmett on. More recently, we had Sasha Platnikov, who won fight of the night in his debut end of game fight of the month uh, uh if we in, in all actual actuality um alex morono um then we're going to have um on going that was kind of cool seeing them interact on twitter too with uh when you when you put out your tweet right. and uh sasha replied to alex morono's somewhat of a call out it was it was cool man it was cool first time happening for that so i mean I got me. It was kind of sick. Okay. Yeah, it was sweet. Uh, but then also stuff coming up. We're going to have uh, um, Corey McKenna on Team Alpha Male. She was Dana White Contender Series. She just won in her debut uh, about a month ago. Then also going to have Smiling Sam Alvey on here real soon too. So I cannot wait to get I guy. Dude. Smiling. He better not get cut. That guy deserves a spot. I really hope he doesn't get cut. I, I didn't want to talk about it because he's... Oh, I really hope it doesn't happen. But, hey, we'll see. But uh, with all this, guys, um, some some um, to wrap things up, just some last-minute plugs, of course, besides all the fantastic interviews, which you can do now if is 
if I know you all love the show so very much and re really do appreciate your support. So that's why you can head on over to our Patreon page and get yourself going with that. Uh, um, because we have a multitude of subscription levels uh, of tiers. We have stuff that's just, you know, uh, $1. $1 it is going to get you a good amount of stuff with that. We've had $5 and we have all the way up to uh, $10 as well. I mean, and it's something I gotta say, man. It's some decent stuff here, Blake. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, just the dollar tier alone, that sucker right there um gets you uh stuff like fan requests you know exclusive voting power you get your shout outs done um you go up to five bucks you get requests voting power shout outs then you also get access to live chat and then also 10 percent off all merchandise and then of course the mvp tier which is number 10 we go from all-star all-pro mvp um you get early access to all interviews you get this special never before seen behind the scenes content of these interviews as well um they go along with everything else so you you can go uh, www.patreon.com slash fourth and long. Get yourself started. Oh on my today. God, Ross. What? Just sell your soul, brother. You act like you haven't already. Oh my God. Can't you just put that all in the freaking like comment section I or something can, like but that? We're at the end of the show, Blake. Uh, it's different. Oh, I'm not plugging this. No in. one's even, gonna, as soon as they start hearing you talk about that stuff, I promise you. End doesn't matter because we already said everything that we really needed to so go ahead if they're in for a treat if they stay this if they stayed that long they're gonna hear me call you out so you're welcome hey, hey blake that's what you hear and not only do i have you on the show as our youtube correspondent but also official ross allen ego checker you already know bro that's what i'm here for that's why you're the homie that's why you're the homie of course uh what you guys can also be on the lookout too is here in maybe a couple weeks not gonna have to do a little video chat as well for the for the show we're actually gonna be doing stuff in person try to get some fun stuff cranked out because in those couple weeks blake that's when we're going to be giving out our end of the year awards and so we all know last year's was a blast and this year's is going to be just as good but ladies and gentlemen check us out everywhere www.thefourthandlong.com check us out on twitter at fourth long radio instagram at fourth and long radio now patreon to patreon.com slash fourth and long and we will catch you guys in the next one